It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I would like to dedicate this song to the future father of my child. Paula? Suddenly they want to put it in my bud. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 308. Sorry, it's all right. <clears throat> my throat got thick. There is your MS me. acting up or my MS? <laughs> I don't know. Your muscular dystrophy is it? Is I it don't acting? think I have that. That's the one thing you don't have. Thank God. Muscu- I don't even know what that is. It's a muscular dystrophy. It's a disease. <laughs> well, I'm sure if I had it, then I would. You know. would be diagnosed with it for sure. Okay. Welcome to the ugly truth. Okay, so potential life changes. You have been talking about dating again. Uh, without going into, you know, personal detail, it's potential that you would will be putting yourself in the consideration for dating. And I mean, not, not today. Just, no, no, no. Know. But I mean, well, first of all, I've had a dating theory for yes. years. Yes. And but it's but it's come up because you're like, would this still work in today's times? I'm starting to think it's not the best way to go about dating. Well, it depends on what your goal is, though. You and I discussed this, so please tell tell everybody your three date policy. <laughs> My three date rule. Make it make it. Yeah, tell us what that is in your mind. So in my mind, this is what I thought was, and I thought everybody had this rule mm. was you know date one if it goes well there'd be a good night kiss right. Date two if it goes well you invite them in for a glass of water that they don't drink. And you give them a blowjob. Hmm. Date three, again, if things are going well, you invite them in and you have sex with a condom. Right, right. And as I told you, in my opinion, a blowjob is something that they earn way later in the relationship. I don't dole those things out very often in the in a dating process. I mean, Emma, I think I'm sending the wrong message. You're not sending the wrong message if you're only interested in getting laid. I mean, okay, so that's the message I'm sending. Yes, that's okay. my point. Is if you are only interested in just getting a little something, something, then you're on the right track. But if you're looking for a future mate who will be interested in when you're ill or when you need to go grocery shopping together, perhaps that would not be the quickest route to finding the good ones. Right. Or, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, it's never happened to me, because I don't follow this protocol, <laughs> but if if you ever have a man go, whoa, whoa, have you ever had anyone stop you from no. that? <laughs> I know, that's a silly question, but no. there could be a gentleman out there who would say, I just met you, I've perhaps n- this isn't the time. I've never heard that before. Right. So, what I'm wondering is, you might want to tailor that a bit. If you were ever to delve into that lane again, playing hard to get doesn't mean that you don't give it up ever. It's just, you know, you want to get to know someone before you put your mouth on their genitals. Right. I I just watched the Burt Crusher uh, stand up on Netflix. And he said that he was like, yeah, I asked my wife. I told my wife, I'm like, hey, let's have sex. And she's like, yeah, I really don't want to. It was in the afternoon. And she said, no, I don't really want to. He's like, all right, well, how about just a blowjob? And he goes, apparently, this isn't a downgrade. This is an upgrade. And I said, yeah, it is an upgrade. You get that later. 
I don't know why that is. It's to me, it's a little more of an intimate act. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And I am also one who doesn't mind oral sex. And so I never offer first is what I'm getting at. I, I got you. I will reciprocate all day long, but I am not proactive in that department. You know, I'm married now, so there's no rules. <laughs> you know, we can do whatever we want. But I mean, in the dating world, no, I never. I had a guy once try to make me do it. And I was like, it ain't happening, bud. He's like, not even like a little, like a hand job. I'm like, nothing. And I'm like, are you interested in servicing me? Because then I'm happy to reciprocate. That's my role. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, how about you do the, and I'm like, no. And I left. There's no negotiation. I walked too. out. I'm like, yeah. nope, good night. And he was cute too. He was a baseball player, really cute guy. And I was like, that's unfortunate, but nope, I'm not in, I am not that girl. But I had also just met him at a bar, so. Well, and I'm just of the mindset that guys anymore that are wanting to date, that they're really not wanting to date. They just want to get laid. Yeah, I think that there are apps specifically for that nature now. So I think that's the problem with the online dating thing is that it's just like the problem in the old school days when you placed an ad, you know, in the newspapers. Did or, people actually do that? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, where do you think the men for women and women for men ads came from, you know, on Craigslist? I mean, that yeah. originated from somewhere. But I think it's just a new version of that. And you try to you try to funnel it by saying, okay, Tinder is just for hookups or whatever. So when you go to, you know, what match.com and you're looking for Christians, you know, you're going to you will you will for sure find just Christians where I've heard match.com is just the worst for finding decent dudes. Oh, my God. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. But I, to me, the you know, I know some women who really make a, a significant effort to meet people in real life by being really involved in community activities taking jobs that they don't really need so they can meet new people, you know, going back to church or, you know, doing whatever it is to really put yourself out there to meet good guys. And it's still hard. I don't know. That does sound hard. It's a lot of work to find someone decent, I think, anymore. But I struggle because I've never had a hard time meeting decent people. So I don't I don't know that struggle. But I'm I'm not of the mindset that if something were to happen and I was suddenly single, Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be difficult for me as well. Well, I've never had a hard time finding someone. It's just finding someone decent. Someone decent. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's the problem. I think after a while, if you had been single for a a, a time, you're like, well, you know, taking a lover is great. But at some point, I'd like to have someone I can go to a matinee with and it won't be weird. You know, it's like, oh, I'm seeing you in the daylight. How strange, you know. Right. We both have our clothes on. How strange that, oh, this is what you look like in, in the daytime. Okay. With the lights on. I didn't know that you liked Dr. Pepper. Right. You know, it's like, right. you're a vegetarian? <laughs> you know, it's like stuff that you figure out after. I I did have somebody that I, that I only saw on the weekends at night. And one time we decided to go to lunch or something. And it was so awkward. I'm like, this is not meant for us. This is not where we are. I don't think we saw each other after that. You ruined your booty my, call. My booty call. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like a cardinal sin to do that, by the way. And I did it, and it was stupid. You were a carry. I, oh, God. I don't know what I was thinking, either. It was just one of those things. It's like, it was during the daytime, like, this is so weird. You have clothes on. Oh, you know, it was just a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I wish I knew more about dating in today's terms, but I just, I just figure I'm just not going to do it. 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just going to hang myself out to dry. And, yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, that time of my life is over. And if I want to have sex, I can easily get it. But as far as, you know, long-term relationship, I'm cool with not having it. I have plenty of family and friends. I don't really need, I don't crave companionship. I mean, if I were to be single, you know. But we're I don't, different. I know. We are different, aren't we? We're not needy. Well, maybe. No, you know what? You know what? You are a pleaser. That, I think, is why you have that three-date rule. That's true. Is that this is your way of showing that you want to be pleasing, you know, but you're not a concubine. You know, you're a woman with needs and, you know, you have expectations. It's just that once you dole that out, guys don't see you like that anymore or certain guys don't see you like that anymore. They don't see it as a sweet gesture. (laughs) Yeah, they don't think that this is kind. (laughs) They just think, oh, this is who she is. Awesome. We're going to have so much fun. Suddenly they want to put it in my butt. Yeah. And then you have problems. So, yeah, the the dating thing. I mean, you know, I know some beautiful women who are single. Beautiful. And they're wonderful. And I'm like, why? Why are you single? Well, because guys are douchebags. And mm-hmm. they're accustomed to the, the Pornhub Tinder date. It's kind of that argument that Hollywood has where it's like, well, me too. But there will always be that one little hussy who will be happy to serve as the director mm-hmm. no matter what. That's you can't true. eradicate it. That's the problem. So it's like you have all these women standing up for themselves and demanding, you know, respect and no more casting couch. But there's always someone hungry enough to do it. So you you have these standards where I'm not going to do that anymore. But there's going to be some girl or some woman on Tinder be like, come on, boys. She'll be the one. Yeah, kind of feels like I don't have a fighting chance, so I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. I don't know. You're pretty cute. I think you'll be fine. There's a lot of cute dads out there, and you've got a lot of sporting events heading your way, so. Maybe. You never know. If you were in that position, I should say. Right. Yes. (laughs) If I were to find myself in that position. Suddenly Seymour. I don't know why I'm singing that. (laughs) Is that from Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. What is that? That's so bizarre. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about an article you read about how straight women watch gay male porn Mm -hmm. and why they watch it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the uncomfortable discussions that come after producer Dub edits a show always come. And after he produced the show and he came out to me and I said, what do you think of the show? He goes, it was good. That's the only gay porn you've ever seen? So now we had to have it. I'm like... I wasn't he looking was for. Surprised that you hadn't seen more. I think he was surprised that he goes. I would just think that they would all be attractive men, like not, you know, other types of men, you know, that aren't these thin, nubile men. Well, that's the one video I saw. Right, I've seen a couple too. One that like that that's like that, and then the one that I explained about the the giant man who had his butt eaten out by a <laughs> small man. Yes. And I said, yeah, I go, I know. I go, it is weird. And so the questions arise because Daryl is not gay. And so, and he claims he's never seen gay porn, which of the male variety, I'm sure he's seen many female (laughs) ones, but I said, yeah, I go, it just doesn't do anything for me. And, but I can see, I mean, I can appreciate the male form, but I just don't want to see that. It just feels very graphic like i said i'm like i just i don't know it was very invasive yeah it's just uncomfortable it's like watching someone have surgery it's just i don't want to see that it's not gross it's just uncomfortable for me and then you and i started having a talk about porn and then you got curious so you started 
wondering about it and so you started clicking on things. Well, I figured I should practice what I preach because, you know, here I'm talking about these women and, you know, this book and right, right. and all this stuff and I'm like, you know, I've never seen gay porn so maybe I should take a look and so I, uh, <laughs> such a dork. Normally when I look at my internet, I use Chrome. Yeah. Well, instead I opened Internet Explorer because oh, I didn't you, want, like, you didn't, you know cookies. <laughs> anything to track well i told you why i never look i'm afraid it's gonna post on facebook right so so i went to pornhub and i clicked on gay or something what it was called and the first video were two young men Mm. working on the railroad tracks oh (laughs) they were outside blue collar yes but they were very skinny it starts out very slow and then before you know it it's just like (laughs) You know, they're really working on the railroad. I mean, someone's, yeah. Like balls deep in someone's butt? Basically. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I didn't. (laughs) Did you feel shame? No, I just, I didn't feel much of anything. And I just was like, I found myself like sitting on the couch and I could feel my butt kind of puckered. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so I'm just like, maybe I'll try another one. So I went to another one, and same deal, just Mm. same stuff. And I was just like, you know, I just, I'm not one of those women, so. You don't appreciate the male form being screwed? I mean, I appreciate the male form, but you know, I don't even appreciate, like, the male body. Like, to me, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't care if it's muscular or soft a little soft or yeah whatever it is it's, it doesn't matter to me yeah you don't have a specific type that it must be for you to find attractive yeah i'm Mm-mm. with you on that actually i'm totally with you on that yeah so daryl was like don't you think those guys are gay for pay and i went Maybe. uh i'm gonna say no because i think it's i can't i can't fathom a, a straight a true heterosexual male doing that I can't fathom it. I don't care how much money you're paying them. I don't think it's possible. What do you I think? don't know. I mean, I watched, there used to be like this documentary on HBO. I think it, the show used to be called Real Sex. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. And um, like prostitutes. But that's kind of different, isn't it? Yeah. But they also showed um, porn stars. Mm. And... Sometimes there were straight guys that were gay or like pretended to be gay. They would do the porn, the gay porn. Yeah, they were straight. But are they really straight? I mean, that's my thing. It's like, I just I mean, maybe I'm super stuck on my sexuality. So I don't I can't fathom the thought. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm more heterosexual than somebody else because they say there's a scale. There's a scale of homosexuality or sexuality in general. Yeah. Like there's the people who feel nothing and they're asexual there's people who are pansexual they're, they'll literally they have no qualms about having sex with anyone or anything there's bisexual homosexual whatever and that there is scientifically there is a scale of sexuality and where you land on it pretty much determines your ability to do those things sexually wow yeah it's to me it's interesting mm-hmm. i know where i land i'm not saying that i haven't thought about it but I also know that the to actually do it, to actually have sex with a woman, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine <laughs> doing it. 
like it frightens me a bit. You're very heterosexual. I am, and I'm I'm cool with that, and I I'm cool with women who aren't. You know, it doesn't matter to me. It's sexual. It's sexuality, which is kind of like having a taste in food or preferences. It's to me that's really all it is. I guess men could be that way too. I mean, why wouldn't they be? I think women are just so different than men when it comes to sex. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not as different as I think. I I could probably do some more reading on it and find out. I think it's cool that humans are so, there's such a variety. I think that's what I think is the coolest part about it. I'm not into the porn thing, but the fact that there are a gajillion options (laughs) kind of tells you how much of a variety humans prefer when it comes to sex. Right. I mean, there's stuff on there that there's categories on there. I don't even know what it means. Yeah, really. And I won't click on it because God forbid it's something scary. Could be someone screwing a potato. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to see that. But speaking of Paul McCartney came out a couple days or it was a couple weeks. Well, it's been almost a couple weeks now where he came out. He's promoting this new album. And he basically said that he and John Lennon had a circle jerk back in the day. And I remember when I was growing up, that was a big deal. People talked about that. And there was always rumors about these boys that did it. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we had a, they had a circle jerk over at so-and-so's house. I'm like, what is that? Because I'm super naive. Yeah. And so finally, I was in high school because there's a punk band named the Circle Jerks. <laughs> and I finally asked someone, I said, what the hell is this? I've been hearing about Circle Jerks since like fifth grade. I have no idea what it is. So some really kind boy told me. I know. I had a, I had a boy I was dating for a while explain it to me. Yeah. And I said, well, that's disgusting. I'm like, well, how could you do that in front of your best friends? It just seems so God, weird and kind of gay, but I'm not sure. And apparently guys don't see it that way. I don't know what they think. But to have to... I told you, I could have died never knowing that Paul McCartney jacked off with John Lennon and been just okay with that. I don't need to know that information. Yeah. I think it's because he's 80, you know, because he's really old, and I you can't think of it any other way. And the Beatles are so iconic at this point that you can't fathom it. You can't think about it. It's like they're they're just these posters now of artists. And even if you've seen them perform live, it's like, is that his cum face now? Like, what are we seeing? Like, that's all anybody will talk about when he dies. They'll be like, the famous Beatle that had that had a circle jerk with John Lennon. And John Lennon's not even around to defend himself. Yeah, really? He would be like, absolutely not. That did not happen. You know, I was with Yoko. God. Whatever. <sighs> I just don't understand that. Yeah, I mean... Some people are just strange or different or... like I was telling you, uh, the world of the rock star is unlike anything we could even fathom. Because Mm -hmm. how many many women do you have sex with before you get bored? I mean, they're all the same. And after a while, they're like, I need a little flavor flave. And then they start having orgies or threesomes. And then that gets boring because they've been been there, done that. It's like, can you even imagine getting bored having sex? I mean, to me, it's like the most amazing, fun thing. But it's like, to be bored, that's when all the weird shit starts. Yeah. That's when all the weird shit begins. And you're like, have you heard what Don Henley does to people? I mean, it's like, I don't want to know. That's when people start keeping like tigers in their house. (laughs) (laughs) When they have zoos on property. Basically. Yeah, when they have really weird jewelry and... And, all, you know, they have, like, rooms with girls in it, and there's playrooms here and there, and Start I don't know. Tattooing their whole body. Yeah, they just get bored, and so, you know, I can't remember what star it was, but it was, um, 
it wasn't even a big band. It was like Rat or something. And they were getting so much pussy thrown at them in their heyday that there was a photo of a naked girl and she looked like your typical rock star groupie, Mm -hmm. big blonde hair and gorgeous bod, naked, and she was being held up like a platter on like four or five guys' arms Mm -hmm. being served to one of the guys in Rat backstage. And I I will never forget that picture. I said, so that is, okay, I don't. I don't want to be that. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. And the other thing is, uh, the rumors always have been, to get to the star, you've got to fuck the, the roadies to get to the star. That's gross. You don't get to just go straight to the star. You've got to work your way up. Right? I would never. And you think yours is so bad. Your three-date protocol is so truly heinous. And then you've got these girls who are literally willing to do anything. I have good intentions. Those girls are whores. Total. Well, their intentions are just to become someone's wife or something it doesn't work that way no it does not lesson learned <laughs> you can't do that i always thought it would be fun to get a backstage pass at those shows stephanie and i tried so hard to get uh, backstage to aerosmith you don't want a backstage pass to i don't <laughs> i don't i i would be like i'd be the worst background backstage person ever i'd walk in they're like here take this drink this absolutely not they're like well who are you i'm like uh, are you the babysitter? I mean, who are you? Come party. And I'd be like, nope, I can't do it. I would freak out. I'd be scared. I'd be the I, biggest. Of course, you'd be chasing Stephanie all around. <sighs> we met Warrant, the band. <laughs> and of course, we got ourselves backstage immediately. Because she grabbed his balls. <laughs> Janie. And so we got invited back to the green room. And so we were back there with all of them. And there was a couple other girls there. I remember I was standing at the door and uh, it's just like with the gay sex thing. It's like, it's really great in theory, but when it starts to happen, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're like, shit's getting real. Yeah. And so they invited us to go to the next city on their bus. And Stephanie was like, hell yeah. And I was like, Stephanie, no. Wasn't she only like 18 or no, something? No, we were, she was probably 20. Well, to get in, you had to be 21. So, I mean... I, we were probably in our early, early 20s. And I was like, Stephanie, no. And she goes, Jamie, it's Warrant. And I'm like, this isn't even an arena. This is a bar. They have spiraled down. They aren't even famous anymore. No, we're not doing this. If These are only hindsight. 2020 was a, a thing. Then she would know that 20 years later, he'd find up, show up dead in a quality inn. Oh, my God. Right? Heroin. It's a bitch of a drug. Anyway, so, yeah, that whole scene, you know, so I guess masturbating with your fellow bandmate is probably nothing compared to what they probably did. He probably thought, this is pretty mild. I can admit to this. No one can prove it or disprove it. It's my experience. You know, we're not involving others, you know, but still, it's just kind of gross. Like, did they come? Did they get a towel? Did someone get a towel? Like, what happened after that? You know, you just, what? Did they come on each other's back? Yeah, like, how (laughs) close were you sitting? Were you on the couch together? Were you across the room, you know? (laughs) Did they squirt it in each other's eye? Oh, God. Did you put it on a Pop-Tart? And what what happened? Did you Uh, finally realize the struggles of a woman? (laughs) 
God. I saw a meme. It was so funny. It was a picture of a Pop-Tart with the frosting that you can put on after you toast it. And it's mm-hmm. like you waiting there for your guy to come back and get a towel for you laying on the bed. God. And I'm like, ew, but true. Speaking of sex, you posted a video with our utter distaste of over-the-top weddings. Oh, God. Please tell us what you shared to me today. Well, I mean, you know my absolute disgust for all weddings. Yes. But uh, this one really... This was one I had not seen before. A bride was walking down the aisle by herself with a microphone, (laughs) and she started singing a Christina Aguilera song to her soon-to-be husband. If I were him, I would have run. But... um, and so I think he didn't know what to do, so he just started walking towards her. Oh, he did? Yes. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, he started walking towards her. Her father wasn't walking her down the aisle. Oh, this was her day, Paula. Yeah. This was her day. And I was watching the people in the audience, and they're just kind of looking backwards and just kind of sitting there like, so uh, what do we do? <laughs> do we stand? Usually I you mean, stand when the bride sings. When the Yeah, when the bride walks down the <laughs> aisle. But I mean, I wouldn't stand for a whole song. And so was she going to walk back and get her dad? Or what was going to happen? So uh, A few things. One... There are certain artists that one should never try to sing. Mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey, and Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. You don't sing their songs. Mm-mm. They're customed for their incredible talent, and anybody who attempts it will fail miserably. Now, did she sing horribly? She wasn't bad. It was just off. It was just not Christina Aguilera. Well, and it wasn't the place. No. And that's the one thing I hate about some people's weddings (laughs) when they force you to like be exposed to their weirdness or like (laughs) like singing. Like I'm paying for this. You will watch. You know, I'm sure when everybody went to that wedding, they didn't expect a show during the ceremony. They just thought maybe a dance, a you toast. Know, they're just like, we're just going to sit here and listen to them do their vows. A hunk of cake. And I'm sure there was more singing at the reception. Oh, you, you know, there know was. it. You know she had a ballad to sing to her family or, you know, the father of her child. You think she's one of those people She's like, I would like to dedicate this song to the future father of my child. <laughs> Darling. This is for you. And she was actually really pretty, and the husband was kind of fuddy-duddy. Having my baby. (laughs) What a wonderful way to say how much I love you. Sing along, everyone! Yeah. And everyone's just, like, sitting there staring at her. We got it. We have a babysitter. Well, she's that beautiful, and he's a goof. I mean, maybe she just wasn't getting any bites. So she finally just settled for someone who will allow her to sing. Whenever she wants. Is that what you're saying? Maybe she's a maybe she's a karaoke queen, and she had to incorporate this into her plan. I couldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think karaoke at a reception would be a bad idea because it would never end. <laughs> I've been to a wedding where both the bride and groom thought they could sing. Oh, fun! And so they serenaded the whole audience oh, with like multiple songs. How lovely! And brought out their guitar. And Charming. No. I mean, look, obviously people could do whatever they want, but if you have over 100 people at your wedding, you can pretty much assure that no one cares. Yeah. You know, they're here to celebrate your life choice. They got you the gravy boat. Thank you for the food and the beverage. And uh, 
congratulations mm-hmm. and then let's just call it a day you know if you want to continue on with the after party by all means but you it's know. like so long farewell <laughs> <laughs> so the time has come that would be my karaoke they're like jamie wants to sing a karaoke song the time has come i have to say goodbye goodbye <laughs> that would be me i'd be like good night thank you everyone drop the mic yes i'd be like let's go <laughs> but then i put hashtag elope because i truly believe no one should have a wedding should elope. <laughs> well yeah i mean i think about it i told daryl i said do you think we should have eloped he's like no i love well you know daryl i mean he's such a romantic That's true. he's like no i loved every moment of our wedding and i said i did too i really did it, it was simple it wasn't garish. There was no weird demands. You know, we just kind of hung out. The only thing I regret is we had to have a cash bar because we were poor. Mm-hmm. And people who were coming were drinkers. Mm-hmm. And we only could afford what we could afford. So, I mean, I'm bummed about that. But And so when people say, if you have a cash bar, then you should just not have a wedding. You know? Mm-hmm. Others say, if it, people want to get hammered. Let them do it on their dime. Mm-hmm. You're not responsible to get them get them so liquored up that they can't walk. That's not the point, you right. know? So, I mean, we did offer alcohol. It just wasn't a full bar. Mm-hmm. I regret it a little bit because our wedding was small. It wasn't even like we had 300 people. We had like 75 people at our wedding. It was right. mostly family. So I wish that we had ponied up the money for the bar. That's, That's like the most expensive part, though. It's very expensive, but... I guess if my parents had paid for our wedding, I, it would have been different, but we paid for everything. So uh, I, my parents, our <laughs> parents didn't pay for either of my weddings. Right. And so, and they won't pay for the next one either. Well, so you know, I, <laughs> I'm getting close to Elizabeth Taylor land. <laughs> You're not. That's crazy. And if I elope, then no one has to pay for anybody's drinks. Well, our sister eloped. We yes, didn't get to enjoy true. that wedding, her second wedding. I'm not so. sorry about it. I'm not either. I just, I mean, we're not those kinds of people where we have to celebrate an event even after the fact. But it would have been nice to have at least known mm-hmm. that she got married again. But I guess when you're with someone for so long, it's technicality, really. You know, she'd been with this, she'd been with her husband now for almost 20 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of more of a technicality that they just got the paperwork. So I don't. That one doesn't feel so bad. Right. But, of course, her husband was like, are you sure you don't want to have, like, a little dinner or anything? She's like, no. She just did it. They probably were fighting that day. Probably. (laughs) They're like, you should just be glad that I'm even here today. I'm taking off work for this. You know. Yeah, if I ever had to get married again for whatever reason, I would elope, too. I would Mm -hmm. not do the the big to do. No way. I mean, and plus, after a while, when you're older, doesn't it feel like kind of in- inappropriate? That's what I think. I mean, when you're young and 20 and you got your whole life ahead of you, I get it. But when you're like, you know, over 30, is it really appropriate to have a big glam wedding? Or especially especially if it's not your first wedding. If you're over 40 and it's going to be your third wedding, <laughs> does it really seem appropriate to have... Register a- for gifts and have the whole to-do? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, first of all, you can do whatever you want. Anyone can do what they want. You're you're paying for it and you want to celebrate the love by all means. I think it's great. It, mm-hmm. It's just for me. It, it's and I wouldn't I wouldn't harshly judge someone, but I definitely wouldn't do it myself. No, <laughs> I'm trying to just be nice. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, weddings are such a waste of money. Thank God we don't have any coming up. No, we don't. I'm so glad about that. 
I think just because our experiences with our weddings were so, I mean, ours was okay. Ours seemed all right. But uh, the other ones, I mean, there's so many horror stories with our, I mean, Stephanie can't stop talking about her first wedding, about how all the things that went wrong on it. Hers was fine. No. She unfortunately listened to our mom Mm -hmm. on everything. So mom basically dictated everything that happened, and Stephanie hated everything that happened. Stephanie was 19. I know. It's true. I don't know that she would have done much better. I, I think that she wanted to elope, from what I recall. She had the local vocational school make her wedding cake, Mm-hmm. And our stepdad drove it up because she got married in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. And it started to fall over and he didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it was all like collapsing at the re- at the wedding reception. It was off-white. It was off-white with a, car- a cardinal blue. I wore a red <laughs> I wore a red dress as her maid of honor. That dress was pretty. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was very 80s. Well, I guess it was kind of the late ni- early 90s, so like 1992. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then and then her baby was really sick. Lauren was really really sick. And she insisted that no one No one was her. allowed to touch her. Yeah. So I had the honor of holding her in <laughs> the, the whole chair, time. And I was in the throes of puberty. Oh my god, you were so young. So I looked ugly. You did not look ugly. Oh, Stop please. it. Hey, what about at my wedding? You didn't look ugly at my wedding. Yeah, it's cuz I was a senior in high school. Oh, well, that's nice. All right, so enough with the wedding bashing. Right. Congratulations to all of you women who are having fall weddings. I'm sure they will be beautiful. Enjoy your sticks and mason jars. So speaking of, it's time to go to our Hugly and Awkward Moments of the Week, sponsored by LipandClip.com. A few submissions this week, so I'm, I'm choosing one, and then we're going to go with a theme. This uh, listener, who's totally beautiful, like I was telling you, our listeners are so good looking. We don't have any ugly listeners. None. No. It's crazy. And I always, I said, you know, when we get famous and have a meet and greet, we're going to have to be have security because yeah. all these beautiful ladies. All I mean, the guys are going to be like, what? They're like, what's going, going on? on? Is that a pretty girl convention? Let us in. They would want to come in and go, hey, what's up, ladies? And, and if they're listeners of ours, it's going to be like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no. No and no. Okay. So this is the first one. This is about people who deliver or serve. Serve papers. Like oh, you're, okay. you have been served. Or if you deliver flowers mm-hmm. or pizza or whatever. So this is the first one. It's a small one. I was a flower delivery driver and I was making a delivery to a nursing home. I went to the front desk and, you know, because we're awkward, we can't just be normal. Mm-hmm. I have a delivery for an Audrey Wagner. Where might I find the young lady? You know, being funny. The front lady is angry. And she goes, she just died. And he, <laughs> exactly. Oh. And so he's like, oh, uh, sign here, please. Because he has to deliver the flowers anyway. Sign here, please. She signs scribbly. And he's like, he's like, there's nothing more I can do here. And he runs out. <laughs> Oh, my God. I wonder if that happens a lot. Maybe. They just sign. You know, I think he wanted to personally deliver the flowers, you know? And she's like, there's no one to deliver to. She's dead. Oops. That's horrifyingly embarrassing. Especially, and of course, that would be my luck. I'd walk in and be like, where might I find the young bride? Yeah, right. She's like, well, she's dead. 
Where can I find the young lady? Yes. <laughs> At a nursing home. God, that's the worst. All right. Well, that is very awkward. So here's the one from our submission from our one of our lovely listeners. My boss was suing the person who they got into an accident with because they were refusing to pay for the damage. She was a younger girl. We'll call her Becky. So she he, he asked me to serve her because we were kind of the same age. And so she wouldn't think anything of it so i went to go serve her i went to her house and an older woman answered the door and i asked for becky the older woman was her mom and she hugged me and said oh my god it's been forever since we've seen you becky will be so excited to see you i didn't know what to do i just smiled awkwardly and the woman yelled becky come here i have a surprise for you (laughs) so becky comes down the stairs and sees me and she's confused because we don't know each other Mm mm-hmm and I handed the papers and I said, hi, Becky, you've been served. And I walked away to two stunned women who oh had no God. idea what had just happened. At least she got her served. Well, what's funny is I'm like, the mom fucked her over because she was, she thought she was someone that she had known her whole life. Mm-hmm. Shows you how much she pays attention to her friends, right. her daughter's friends. And then the girl comes down. She's like, who, who is this? Hello? <laughs> hi, Becky. Here you go. You've been served. That was from our listener. Thank you, listener. And you will be getting a goodie bag for that submission. Yay! Um, so I was reading. And so I'm like, I wonder if there's any weird, embarrassing stories about serving others, you know? So I was looking around. There really aren't any because people know they're getting served. They're expecting it. Mm-hmm. So all of the stories were like, I didn't touch it. Because if they t- physically touch the paper, apparently, when you when you are served with a subpoena or orders or whatever, if you touch it, That is a legal acknowledgement that you've been served. Wow. So people will literally run around and try to like avoid being touched by the server so that they can say that they never were served. And so the other thing people will do is they'll get really angry and they'll be like, you, you have no right to serve me. I have no idea why you're here and everything like that. So they'll put this, they'll put the service on the floor and they'll say you've been served and inevitably they will kick it or step on it because they're so mad Mm -hmm. once they touch it. They've been served. Wow. It's a, it's a tactic. And I, I've never been served. Have you ever been served with papers? No. I've never been served with papers, so I have no idea. People who are served with papers where they are avoiding something like being sued or whatever, mm-hmm. that's that's why being a, a, someone who serves warrants or whatever, it's a really dangerous job. I read this one story about a guy who uh, he did it for a living, and he went to this guy who hadn't paid his rent, and he was squatting in his business house, his business Mm -hmm. and so he knocked on the door because the guy saw him coming and he's like mr x is that you and he and he showed him the paper he goes i'm here to serve you your warrant and he's like get out of here just get the hell out of here (laughs) i'm gonna call the cops and he's like oh yeah go ahead call the cops i need backup so he called the cops the Mm -hmm. cops show up and he's sitting in his car so he gets out of the car and he's he they're like are you the one that called and he's like no I'm the one he called on I'm here to serve him with a warrant and he called the police which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, all right. So they open up the door and the guy is losing it. He's so angry. And he's like, you arrest him. Da, da, da. And he's like, I, we're not going to do that, sir. So they took the warrant and they gave it to him. Mm-hmm. So not only did he get served by three cops, he almost got arrested wow. for being a dick. And I'm like, just take the damn paper. I don't get it. Like, you it, talk about not wanting to acknowledge that there's a problem. It's like, don't touch me. You know, they literally will tap you on the shoulder with the paper and hand it to you. I had no idea that it was such a process. I know someone who was a process server and he got his ass kicked regular. Ew. They're violent. 
It's crazy. It's a dangerous job. I wouldn't want to do that or repo someone's car even. Yeah, that'd be the worst. Ugh, be scary because people get really mad. Even though they deserve it, they will be violent. So anyway, those are my ugly and, ugly and awkward moments. Thank you for your submissions. Always an interesting uh, pile of stories. I love the stories personally. I think they're cool because they're unlike anything we've experienced. Yeah. So I love that. Well, I think that's a wrap for this show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please visit us at lipandclip.com for your makeup needs. And also visit Amazon and uh, do some shopping. Like I've been mentioning, they have some Halloween costumes. That's uh, just around the corner. So check it out. What are you going to do? Are you going to do anything for Halloween? Uh, that is so far away. I know. It's two months away. But you have to order early because they run out of stuff. Well, the kids have been talking about their costume. Oh, is Ryan going to dress up still? Well, that's the thing. As I don't know at what point you have to stop. Well, I think you can always dress up. It's just it's trick-or-treating that changes. Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't think the schools, at least around here, they don't really allow for mega costumes at school because they consider them a distraction Mm -hmm. but i know that at some level they just they transition from trick-or-treating to halloween parties Mm -hmm. but i think ryan has one good year left because he's only a seventh grader right so he's got one good year left and then if he has no plans that's when you send him out with with his sister Mm -hmm. but i mean olivia's still got a lot of time she's got a lot of time but ryan probably has one year left if he has friends they'll go trick-or-treating together this year and then after that by eighth grade you usually have to put a kibosh on it you have to say look dude you're 14 you can't you're scaring neighbors now right you can't show up at your door with a pillowcase and ask for candy at some point it gets awkward and uncomfortable so you have to either escort your sister around or you go to a party right so and but still costumes always and he's not really into the gory stuff Mm -mm. he likes unusual costumes yeah it just depends on his imagination too i don't know i don't know if he'll feel comfortable or not doing a costume this year really we'll have to see oh okay yeah i can't figure out what i'm gonna do i always like to get a wig he's like you're gonna buy a wig right i'm like yes i'm gonna get a wig but i i I was thinking about wonder woman oh but not the whole costume no (laughs) so i don't know if i'm gonna do that or not we'll see we shall see but that's you know pretty far away yeah so We'll see what that, uh, what Halloween brings. So, anyways, other than that, everybody have a good day, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.